2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world from Germany to Canada to India to Ireland to the UK, the United States, Mexico, Brazil. Philippines represent all over the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean pod. And make sure you check out the YouTube page, subscribe to the YouTube page because we got a lot of fun stuff coming to the YouTube exclusively for the podcast. So you don't want to miss out on that. Today we have a super stacked show as always. We're talking about last night's NXT got all the news and notes from around the world and we're going to give you the rundown for what you could expect on tonight's aew homecoming back in jacksonville florida back in daily's place we have a stack show for aew so once again thank you so much for joining us we're about to get into this super stack show right now As always, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off by thanking you for letting me into your morning routine every single morning. On this Wednesday, we have for you a Superstack show, but thank you so much for letting us in and riding with the Wrestling DeLorean on a daily basis. Because you really got to enjoy this show on a daily basis to want to check us out on a daily basis. So for those who listen every single morning, we appreciate you guys. So let's get right into the news and notes. That's how we start out every single show. So let's get right into it. Just like we did yesterday, we're going to start out the news and notes of today with the Nature Boy Ric Flair, with the 16-time world heavyweight champion, with the Nature Boy styling and profiling, limousine riding, jet flying. You know, he's having a hard time holding these alligators down. So yesterday, Ric Flair revealed the reason why he was released by the WWE. He said there's no hard feelings. He says that he loves the WWE, and it's because of the WWE that he is in this place of life that he's currently in, and he's forever grateful and thankful. He said that there's just too many creative differences on the future of the character of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Didn't go into detail, but it was reported by PW Insider that the Nature Boy he voiced some opinions on his on his disapproval, I guess, of the status and current storylines for Charlotte Flair. So it looked like Flair was really trying to push for more for Charlotte than himself. But that is what led to the release of Ric Flair. He said that there's no hard feelings, but he still is forever grateful. But right now, he's available for bookings. He's available for appearances, commercials, and whatnot. So if you want to book the Nature Boy... You better get on it because Ric Flair is the man. He's the man. Speaking of booking the Nature Boy Ric Flair, it didn't take the NWA long because they are inviting the Nature Boy Ric Flair to their next pay-per-view, the 73rd anniversary, live from The Chase, St. Louis, Missouri. They invite Ric Flair to be a part of the pay-per-view. It would only be fitting, right, to have Ric Flair back in the NWA. Ric Flair is what honestly in the 80s put the nwa on his back and took it to the moon rick flair is the poster boy for the nwa that when you think of the 10 pounds of gold you think of flair when you think of most dominant champions in the nwa history you think of flair you think of his reign with the four horsemen so i would love I would absolutely love if Ric Flair takes the NWA up on their offer and appears, even if he's just a guest backstage, just go, Flair. If he goes to the NWA, that would be huge. It would be a good look for the NWA. It would be an awesome moment to see Flair on pay-per-view for the NWA all these years later. Next in the news, Ronda Rousey is in the news she is taking shots at the fans again. Yesterday, Ronda Rousey put out a tweet in regards of Bray Wyatt that was coming at the WWE Universe. The tweet says, and I quote, I've seen you same fans chanting hashtag we want Wyatt last night, chanting we want beach balls over a Bray Wyatt performing. If the WWE treated him like he was expendable, It was because you ungrateful idiots did first. Shots fired by rowdy Ronda Rousey. Shots fired by the most dominant female in MMA history. Let me tell you this. This is my opinion on this. I think that Ronda Rousey really feels that way. I think that Ronda Rousey is not playing a character. So everyone who's saying, oh, she's playing the heel... For what? She's not even fucking wrestling. If this is her playing a heel, then she's actually a fucking heel in life. Because you don't play a heel when you're not even a part of the business. She's not a part of WWE anymore. She hasn't been a part of the WWE for over three years. There's a lot of teases, but she'll never come back. It doesn't seem like anytime soon. So I don't think that this is playing the heel I think that this is still hard feelings about her first run with the WWE and the fans shitting on her. So, of course, she still has harsh feelings for the fans. But, I mean, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Maybe this is a big plan to bring her back as a heel. I I mean, shit, if it is, then you fooled me. I guess it's still real to me, damn it. Because it sounds like Ronda Rousey's still bitter about her time in the WWE. Someone who's also bitter... I'm just joking about this, but is Kensa, because Kenta wants CM Punk. Kensa put out a tweet saying that he wants Punk. If we get Kensa and CM Punk, that would be phenomenal. The reason why I joke around and say that he's bitter is because, for those who don't know, I mean, it's pretty public knowledge if you're a wrestling fan that CM Punk stole the go-to-sleep finisher from Kensa. Kensa was the originator of the go-to sleep even calling it the go-to sleep so being that CM Punk made that move famous in the western hemisphere of planet earth and Kensa was the originator of that move in the eastern hemisphere of planet earth I would love to see Kensa and CM Punk all jokes aside though that would be a really good matchup I think that Shit, if this is, if CM Punk definitely could go still, I think him and Kenta will put on a good match. And that's a big if, because people don't understand CM Punk hasn't wrestled in years. Now, I'm sure he's been in shape, and you know he was staying in shape because of MMA, but, I mean, being in shape and being in wrestling shape is two totally different things. Any wrestler would tell you, you could do cardio all day. It ain't gonna matter once you're in between those ropes. It's a different breed it's a different animal once you're in between those ropes so if CM Punk could still go and I mean it's going to be interesting to see if he can I'm not doubting him him and Kenta would be a great matchup I really think that if CM Punk could still go I think he's going to have a lot of great matchups coming up anything that you put him in with uh in AEW him and Darby him and Malachi Black him and Cody him and Kenny Omega him and Brian Danielson Him and Orange Cassidy, I I think that you could, you know, you could have some really good matches with uh, CM Punk. It depends on two things. If he, one is, you know, motivated, which is definitely a big factor. I hope he is because we know that he talked about towards the end of his WWE career, he wasn't motivated. And if he wasn't motivated to come back all these years and he's finally doing it, like, I wonder how motivated he actually is. Like I said, this is not questioning him. This is just, you know, my, I guess, assumptions. I hope that he's motivated. And also, if his body could still take it. It's not an easy thing to get in between those ropes and start taking bumps again. And running ropes and, you know, CM Punk hasn't done it in seven years. It's no easy task. But, I mean... If anybody could, it's him, right? It's going to be really interesting to see. But definitely, Kensa versus CM Punk, take my money now. I'm all for that. I really would like if CM Punk does some shots for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't think he will. But I would like to see CM Punk in New Japan. I could name like 10 matches right now that would interest me for CM Punk in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But yeah, I mean, that would be really dope to see him and Kensa get it on. Speaking of AEW, though, last night on AEW Dark, I gotta bring attention to Max Caster from the Acclaimed. You know, the guy who does the controversial raps before the match. He maybe took it a little too far last night. He made fun of Simone Biles' uh, mental health issues. He made fun of rape. Talked about Julia Hart's female parts. Listen... I mean, I understand he's the heel. I understand that that's his goal to push the limit. But when you're when you're joking about mental illness, when you're joking about rape, that's when things go too far. And to be honest, I'm surprised that AEW even aired it. I'm surprised that you know, I don't know. I'm surprised that wasn't edited out of the show. To be honest, being that this was not a live show, but. You know, I'm I'm gonna be real. I'm not a hypocrite. Like I shit it all over WWE yesterday. I'm gonna be real. If the WWE had a wrestler that came out and made fundamental illness and rape, people would fucking they would they would destroy it. They would destroy the WWE for airing it. So I mean have that same energy for AEW. I'm gonna keep it real. It was a very dark moment for AEW Dark, and that's all I'm gonna say. That's news and notes for the day. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about last night's NXT. As always, a really good show. NXT is so consistent. Like, when I think about turning off Monday Night Raw on Monday and how easy NXT was to sit through, it doesn't even feel like the same company. So we're going to be talking all about NXT when we come back. So stay tuned, people. We appreciate you. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're about to get into last night's NXT. Like I said before we went to commercial break, it is so easy to sit through NXT. NXT's two hours is very easy to sit through. It just flies by. Like, I honestly could have watched another hour of this show and I wouldn't even mind. So for everyone who shits on Raw for having three hours and saying that three hours is unwatchable, it's not that hard if you actually enjoy the show. Because NXT on a weekly basis is so easy to sit through that by the time the two hours is up, I'm like, shit, that was quick. Where last night, well, not last night, last Monday for Raw, like 20 minutes in, I felt like I was already three hours in because I was fucking dying of boredom. So, being that NXT was such a good show, I think we should talk about it right now. So, let's get into last night's NXT episode. Really good show for NXT. I just want to say right off the bat, though. Before the pandemic, I was saying and I was preaching it loud and proud that NXT is the best WWE product there is today. But something that needs to change for NXT, something that I think that would enhance them so much, is to be a traveling brand. I, I honestly think that it's time for NXT, just like it was time for them to leave Full sale. It's time for NXT to leave the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center, you know? As the world opens back up, as Raw, SmackDown, and every other company goes back to touring and goes back to, you know, all the uh, different venues around the world, I think that it's time for NXT to travel around a little bit. Like, I remember saying on this podcast, like, imagine if NXT did some of the smaller arenas around the wrestling world, some of the world-famous smaller arenas, like... Imagine the atmosphere of NXT in the 2300 arena. The former ECW arena. Imagine the atmosphere of NXT at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Imagine the atmosphere of NXT at the Globe Arena or the Globe Theater in Los Angeles, California. Like, think about that. NXT would be enhanced so much if they traveled... So, I think that that's the next level for NXT. I think to take NXT to the next level, they need to be a traveling brand. But, right now, we are back in the Capitol Wrestling Center. We're talking about last night's NXT. We started out with Ridge Holland defeating Eichmann Gyro. or Giro. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. I'm not really a big fan of Gyro. Uh... Rich Holland is good. I I really do appreciate Rich Holland, and I think that he's going to go far. A lot of personality, a lot of ruthless aggression for Mr. Holland. But, yeah, during the matchup, um, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan was out at ringside for the Holland match. After the matchup, Dunne and Lorcan get on the mic. They cut a promo on Thatcher and Ciampa. I can't wait, man. Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa versus Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne is like a match made in hell. These guys are going to beat the living shit out of each other. We are talking about four of the hardest hitting men in not only the WWE, but in wrestling in general right now. Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher been proving that they're hard style, strong style to the fucking core. Fucking Oni Lorkin has been proving that he will knock your fucking teeth down your throat. And Pete Dunne, the bruiserweight. I mean, like, need I say more? I'm extremely intrigued if that tag team matchup does eventually happen. Backstage, we got a segment with Indy Hartwell receiving a drawing from Dexter Loomis. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae were not happy with this. Gargano versus Loomis is announced for later tonight. And the stipulation is, Loomis must stop chasing Hartwell. He must stop going after Hartwell's heart if Johnny Gargano does indeed get the victory. We got a matchup between two former members of the Undisputed Era. Roderick Strong representing that diamond mine against the infamous Bobby Fish. Roderick Strong picks up the victory. Bobby Fish, man, I, I, I can't see Bobby Fish lasting too much longer in NXT. I've been saying this week in a week out, Bobby Fish is the odd man out. Adam Cole, I thought, was going to go on to stardom, but it looks like he's leaving the WWE. Kyle O'Reilly is really the breakout star out of the Undisputed Era. Roderick Strong's doing his own thing with the Diamond Mine. And Bobby Fish is just lost in the shuffle. I know he's feuding with Roderick Strong right now, but to be honest, the Diamond Mind being a MMA-esque style group, like, I honestly thought that it would probably be better frontman by Bobby Fish instead of Roderick Strong and I'm not taking anything from our Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is by far one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Extremely underrated. Roderick Strong been having amazing matches and outings since as far back as I can remember. I'm talking about 2004 FIP Ring of Honor. Roderick Strong was just destroying it. He has been one of the best most underrated wrestlers ever since. Okay. So I am not taking anything away from Roderick Strong. But Roderick Strong is not really that MMA-style wrestler like Bobby Fish is. So Bobby Fish, who, by the way, could also talk. I mean, I guess the only problem with him is he's injury-prone. But I, I i don't think that, you know, Bobby Fish lasts long here. He, he seems to be lost in the shuffle. But Roderick Strong picks up the victory on his former stablemate, Bobby Fish, here. We got a tag team matchup between the Grizzled Young Vets and Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight walked out on Grimes during the matchup. After Grimes loses the matchup to the Grizzled Young Vets, Ted DiBiase comes out and he is there. He's consoling Grimes. It looks like he's showing a lot of pity and a lot of uh, concern for Cameron Grimes. I think that this does, you know, lead to a huge 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 babyface push for Cameron Grimes with Teddy Biasi as his manager, finally overcoming the evil LA Knight and the million dollar champion. So I'm really excited with this. I think Cameron Grimes is one of the more organic wrestlers that they've created here in NXT. Like I remember when he was just a bland wrestler who didn't have much of a character or direction. Now he's one of the most over babyfaces on this fucking show. So big shout out to that. We got the final first round matchup in the NXT breakout tournament. It is Trey Baxter versus Joe Gacy from CZW Fame. Uh pretty decent matchup. Uh nothing to really ride home about, but Trey Baxter picks up the victory. He goes on to the next round as Joe Gacy goes bye-bye. Next, we got The Hit Row versus Legado de Fatasma in a tag match. It is Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dollar AJ Francis versus Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. Uh, this was a really good matchup, but it ended in the DQ, which was unfortunate. Um, Santos Escobar interferes with the steel chair during the matchup. Uh, he attacks the NXT North American champion Isaiah Swerve Scott with the chair until The Hit Row recover and made the save. So really interesting stuff here. I am all for all, I'm all for faction warfare. And these are the two top factions right now in NXT. So I'm with it. Uh, I don't think it's war games worthy. I know they're not doing war games anytime soon. I know it's not war games worthy, but it's definitely, you know, fun to see faction warfare. Carrier cross comes out next on this show. Uh, he's cutting a promo on Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe comes out to confront him. Um, they end up beating up some security guards that get in the way to break up the brawl. Cross retreats. Cross doesn't want any part of Samoa Joe. I mean, shit, if you saw his weak ass performances on Raw lately, I wouldn't want part of Samoa Joe either. But whatever. That that's that's a whole nother story. Next, we have the Love Her or Leave Her matchup. Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Lumis. This is the main event of the night. And this was a pretty good matchup. I got to say, Dexter Lumis really impressed me. But Johnny Gargano just is too good for, I don't know, it just seemed like Johnny Gargano is just on another level. Like, Dexter Lumis is really good, but then Johnny Gargano's about, like, four or five, like, steps above him. Like, he was just very quick. Everything looks so fluent. And that's, you know, the Johnny Gargano way. Gargano has been one of the top wrestlers in the world for many, many years. Dexter Loomis is a good wrestler. More of a gimmicky guy. But definitely they had a good matchup. And in the end, Johnny Gargano defeats Dexter Loomis. So he has to stop going after Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell looks really upset. After the matchup, she went to leave. But then she ran back into the ring. She starts making out with Dexter Loomis. And we leave the show, we end the show with DEX Loomis and Indy Hartwell going off together. So, this all matchup pretty much was for nothing. Because if Loomis lost, he couldn't go after Hartwell anymore. But the show ends with him and Hartwell going off together. So, I mean, I could deal without the, you know, the stupid ass storyline. But, good matchup nonetheless. Good episode of NXT. Not the best, episode of NXT in the last couple weeks. But, I gotta say, very solid. Even though this was not better than the last two weeks of NXT, in no way do I feel like it was a bad show. This show was a good show. And that's the difference between them and Raw and SmackDown. Even at NXT's level of bad show, still blows out the main roster out the fucking water. So, I mean... NXT, give them their flowers. They definitely, they definitely need to show more respect to NXT, the WWE does. I really think that, you know, like I said, NXT should be a touring brand. I definitely think that NXT needs to get more, you know, budgeting behind them. I think that we need to see more support for NXT because, goddamn, it's keeping fucking WWE interesting for me right now. Um, yeah, so I gave this show a 3 out of 5 stars Very solid. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to give a preview for tonight's AEW Homecoming. And then we're going to go home. So stay tuned.
0: Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered.
2: So ladies and gentlemen, tonight, before I let you guys go away, before I let you guys turn off the podcast, I will be remiss if I do not talk about tonight's super stacked episode of AEW Homecoming. We got a doozy of a car, it is definitely going to be a big car. They are returning to Daily's Place. Like, I, I honestly am done with Daily's Place for quite a long time. We've seen enough of Daily's Place. During the pandemic and honestly them traveling to all these other venues lately has been giving them a whole different feel but I mean cool they're going back to daily space it's going to be a nice thank you to the fans of Daly's Place. so really cool to see that I mean it's only for one week and then we got the big shows we got Chicago coming up with the possible debut of CM Punk next month we got Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens New York so AEW tonight homecoming Quite the stat card. Christian Cage will be going up against the Blade from the Hardy family office. Uh, the Blade will be getting a lot of shine in the singles run here. And I think it's good because I've always been a fan of the Blade from other companies. And, you know, him and Christian Cage should be a very solid matchup. Last week, he knocked out Christian Cage with the Brass Knucks after Christian Cage and the Jungle Express. I keep calling them the Jungle Express. The Jurassic Express pick up the victory over... Uh, the Hardy family office, so he gets his revenge, or tries to get his revenge tonight. Also representing the Hardy family office, we got Allie, a.k.a. The Bunny, going against Layla Hirsch, and this match has a lot of implications because the winner of this match goes on to NWA Empower, the biggest night for the women of NWA, and they face the NWA Women's Champion on that pay-per-view. So the very first all-women's pay-per-view for NWA will be main evented by one of the women from AEW in this matchup. So big, big implications in this matchup. One of these women is going to go on and get an NWA women's title shot. Speaking of title shots, Shotty Lee, Lee Johnson, representing the Nightmare family, will be going one-on-one against Miro in a TNT championship matchup. Poor Shoddy Lee. He's going to get slaughtered by the Redeemer, Miro. But you know what? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And that's definitely something that AEW's been showing a lot of lately. That by far, there is no predictable matches. There is no predictable storylines or wins. Speaking of unpredictability, Juventud, Guerrera, the Juice, Has finally come back to TNT. It will be Juventud Guerrera versus Chris Jericho in the third labor of Jericho match made by MJF. If Chris Jericho defeats Juventud Guerrera, he will go on to the fourth labor of Jericho. For those who don't know, Juvi and Jericho had a storied history. A storied rivalry in the Cruiserweight division of WCW back in the day in 1997. It was because of Chris Jericho that Juventus Guerrero had to unmask. Chris Jericho was the man who made Juventus Guerrero unmask. And if anyone knows lucha culture, you make someone unmask, it is the most humiliating thing. It is the most disrespectful thing that you could do to a luchador to Guerrero, all these years later, wants his revenge on Jericho. He put out a tweet saying that, don't worry, MJF, Chris Jericho took my mask, and on AEW Homecoming, I take his soul. So it's going to be really cool to see these two veteran rivals go at it one more time, once again, on TNT. And the main event we got... The in-ring debut of Malachi Black against Cody Rhodes. This match has been built up for the last three, four weeks. I am extremely excited to see Malachi Black in his very first matchup in AEW. I got to say my predictions. Malachi Black has to win. If Cody Rhodes wins, I'm going to get on this podcast tomorrow. And I'm going to give... You the biggest rant of all time. Because if there's one thing that needs to happen, it is Malachi Black kicking the fucking head off of Cody Rhodes. I got nothing against Cody. But in storyline, I'm kind of sick of Cody winning matches that derails wrestlers' pushes, derails wrestlers' momentum. So yeah, Malachi Black definitely needs to win that matchup. But what a show we have. I'm sure we're going to get more teases for CM Punk. I'm sure we're going to get more clarification of the world title picture going into All Out. Now that Hangman Page is not going to be wrestling Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Tune in tonight. TNT AEW Homecoming. You gotta watch it. You can't miss this show. It's going to be a super stacked show. You can't miss this, man. So, some news going forward on Wednesdays. Wednesdays is the only show that we don't have no classic wrestling that we talk about. People are quite disappointed in that. So, we are going to change all that. Coming soon, we have a big announcement of what is the next classic storyline that we will be diving deep into here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast every Wednesday, so stay tuned, that information will come to you on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, on Instagram at Pod, on TikTok at Pod, and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page, like I said, a lot of fun stuff coming to YouTube. We're going to have more interviews coming up with the top stars of professional wrestling. Shouts to the Nick Gage interview. Shouts to the Vince Russo interview. Shouts to the Homicide interview. You got to check those out. You don't want to miss out on any of these great interviews that we have on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Also, we have more announcements of other big cool things that we're going to be doing here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I don't want to get into it right now. But a little hint is we're going to be opening up the community to be a part of this show more than ever. Maybe you'll be able to get on this show with me. Maybe you may be able to make phone calls and ask your questions on this show. We're going to be doing some mailbag. We're going to be doing a lot of cool things on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So you don't want to miss out. If you're riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, you have picked the best time ever to be riding with this podcast. Because we are about to take this motherfucker to the moon. I hope everyone has a great day. Like I said, check out AEW tonight on TNT, 8 o'clock Eastern. It is AEW Homecoming Live from Jacksonville, Florida. I hope everyone has a great day. Stay safe. Stay awesome. Stay positive. Stay Stay everything. Thank you so much for the support. I, I'm just so appreciative of all you guys. I love you guys. I'll catch you tomorrow. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. One love.